What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello and welcome to the Sports Ethos DFS Today podcast. I'm your host, Mike Patria, riding solo on the Saturday. Five-game card to talk about here. It's March 5th. We got a little bit of a nice comp slate here. Normally our Saturdays have a little bit more action, but uh, for all of the games that we are lacking, it is made up for with injury news to monitor. So should be a relatively short podcast, but we're going to cover all of our basis is basis is makes sense. I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, but nonetheless, we're going to talk about all the scenarios uh, to go about with all the injury news that we have to keep on, uh, keep an eye on and monitor. So, before we jump into anything, quick shout out to our presenting sponsor over at Thrive Fantasy. Guys, come prop up with us over on Thrive Fantasy this NBA season. Uh, Thrive is the number one daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. With Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus only on the top tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. You choose 10 of 20 available player prop bets to build the lineup. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and under based on how likely it is to hit. Hit the most props, rack up the most points, and win your share of a prize pool. Thrive is over 50000 in guaranteed prizes weekly for the NBA and has awarded over $6 million so far. When you head over there, use the promo code ETHOS. When you sign up and receive a 100% instant first deposit match at up to $100, you can download Thrive in the App Store or Play Store or by visiting their website at www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop today. Let's get this one started. For the first game of the main slate, we're not going to be covering the Mavericks or Kings game that will be on a standalone early slate, but we have the Charlotte Hornets traveling, or I'm sorry, San Antonio traveling to Charlotte to take on the Hornets. Uh, For the Hornets, James Booknight, Gordon Hayward, both ruled out. Jalen McDaniels is doubtful, still dealing with that left ankle sprain. And the Spurs, major news to monitor. Lonnie Walker and Devin Vassell are both questionable. Uh, I think we have a better chance of seeing Lonnie Walker suit up than Vassal. Vassal dealing with a left left abductor tightness. We know that that's a, a nagging injury, a painful one, one that usually needs to be given a little bit of time. So keep your eye on it. Who knows? Maybe they both play in this one. Uh, and then we'll go to Vegas real quick. Check out the game line that we have. It is a three-and-a-half-point spread, Hornets being favored. And then the game total coming in at a whopping, and I mean whopping, 241-and-a-half. So... We'll start off here with the Spurs. Obviously, we need to keep an eye on both those guys, as I said off the top. Uh, if we see that Vassal happens to sit, Lonnie Walker plays, and Lonnie Walker at 4,800 uh, becomes a fantastic play. If we see both of them sit, I think we're looking at Josh Richardson at 3,200. I think he becomes a fantastic value play. Uh, there's a decent chance that I think that there's more than likely at least one of them sits because Josh Primo has been called up. So even Primo gets a little bit of minutes. I think it would be Richardson that ends up starting, but keep your eye on it. Whoever ends up drawing that start should be looking at at least 25 minutes and becomes a great play at 3,200 and 3,100. Now for the top dogs, DeJounte Murray coming in at 10-8. You'll never hear me say Murray is a bad play. Absolutely not. I'm not gonna, It's not going to come out of my mouth. Uh, at 10-8, that's where he should be priced appropriately, even maybe closer to 11K, knowing what he does on a nightly basis. I struggled in this matchup earlier in the year, only shot four of 11, put up 33 and a half DK points. 
we know that this is a fantastic matchup for anybody going against the Charlotte Hornets. They have a poor defense. They allow a boatload of three-pointers. Uh, earlier in the season when these two teams matched off, Derek White was on the team. So it's a little bit of a different scenario with more usage and ball handling responsibilities coming to Murray. So I do like me some DeJounte Murray. He's probably my second favorite stud to spend up on the slate. We'll get to the other guy like a little bit more a little later on. But if you can afford him, he's a fantastic option. Don't get me wrong there. Uh, now looking at some of these ancillary options, I think Doug McDermott comes into play at 3,700. with One of these guys most likely to sit. He should see increased minutes and shot attempts. Only because of that price tag is why I'm interested. Never usually on Doug McDermott based on just his raw ability. Upside's usually not too great. Floor could be somewhat low in the teens, but at 3,700, if one of those two guys sits, I think he comes into play. Probably won't be going to Yaka Portal. And I think Keldon Johnson's not a guy I play very often. Uh, I don't mind him with the increased usage if we see Vassal and Lonnie Walker sit, but nonetheless, I don't think I will fall on him all too much. On the other side of the ball. LaMelo Ball coming in at the top at 8,500. Absolutely do not mind going to LaMelo. Throw that last game out. Listen, I had I had shares of him against Cleveland. He only played eight minutes. He got into foul trouble really early. Four fouls in only eight minutes of actual play. That will not happen again. It's just that simple. When these teams uh, faced off earlier in the year, he did not play that game. So we have yet to see him in just a one-on-one matchup against this other team. But at 8,500, anytime LaMelo is under 10K, we have interest, let alone at 8,500. Absolutely in play for me. Sign me up. We didn't get that $8,500 price tag to its fullest in that last one, so now I think it's the time to uh, take advantage of it. He's probably one of my favorite, I guess, spend-ups that are between that 8 and 9K range. I would say he is my favorite. And now for some of these ancillary options, I definitely think that we can go back to the well with a couple of them. Uh, Kelly Rubre Jr. continues to be extremely consistent at uh, 5,700. With Gordon Hayward out, he's put up at least 33 DK points in three out of the last four games. Fantastic matchup. I don't really know who they're going to throw on him on the perimeter if we see Vassal sits, who's probably one of their best uh, wing defenders. It's going to end up being most likely a guy like McDermott, and he can take extremely advantage of that. Uh, So looking at Oubre there, LaMelo, probably two of my favorite plays on this side of the ball. And then obviously, I think anytime we're looking at LaMelo, we can look at Miles Bridges at 7,600. I think there's a couple other forwards I prefer to play. We'll get to those guys, but... This is going to be a fantasy-friendly matchup with action on both sides of the ball that we could surely take advantage of. Uh, probably no Rozier to me. Just too close to LaMelo. I get it. He's been extremely consistent, more consistent than LaMelo recently. But I want to target most of that upside, and I think that's going to be in LaMelo's price tag at 8500 On to the next game. Philadelphia 76ers traveling to Miami, taking on the Heat. Another game where we have to monitor some injury news and some concerns. But for the Heat, Jimmy Butler, Caleb Martin, Max Struss and P.J. Tucker are all questionable. We saw that Butler and P.J. both sat out that last one. Caleb Barton ended up playing and being a fantastic value play. And then we have Marquise Morris, Victor Oladipo, and Kyle Lowry all ruled out in this one. No injury report for the Sixers. They're on the second half of a back-to-back. This game's coming in in a 220-and-a-half game total right now. And with the spread being favored towards Miami by one point. We'll start off here with Philly. Don't love a lot over here. Just keeping it real. Uh, I think that now with Embiid and Harden both playing, it's kind of, I mean, obviously the usage is going to get kind of divvied up between the both of these guys. We've seen a couple upside games from them both, but right now you're paying a premium price tag of almost 12K. So you're saying I need 60 DK points. I think there's other options on this slate that have a better chance of getting a 60. This is a tough matchup, despite who ends up playing and who ends up not playing. Miami tends to slow the pace down. And listen, if Butler and all these guys sit, this spread could get a, Get a little wider than one point. The one point spread has me thinking that some of these guys play, but we're going to talk about both scenarios either way. But for real, uh, I'm not looking at anybody over here on Philly. On the Miami side of the ball, if Butler sits, Caleb Martin comes into play at 4,200. 
He played off the bench in that last game. Nonetheless, he played starters-level minutes, and that's all we need to be concerned with. We actually prefer him to come off the bench if he's going to be playing 37 minutes. Better usage coming off that bench. I mean, 8 of 11 shooting is not going to happen on a night-to-night basis, but he has an ability to just kind of get stats all over the place with two steals, one block, two assists, five boards in that last game. Always good for a couple steals when he gets the minutes, and then we know that the shooting and the attempts will be there for him as well. So at the 4,200, he'd become a fairly chalky play if we see those guys sit. Kyle Lowry still ruled out dealing with the personal reasons. I'll go right back to the well with Gabe Benson. I know he was a letdown in that last one, only put up 10 DK points, two of nine shooting, could not hit water out of a boat from behind the three-point line, and we went 0-5. And then the ancillary stats weren't even really there either, with only three assists, zero rebounds. He's not going to be an ancillary stat hog normally, but he's usually good for right around five assists. And I can see him getting at least 15 points in this matchup as well. Go back to the well with him. I'm cool with that at 4,900. Those will be my two main plays. But we have to keep an eye on Jimmy Butler, obviously. Because if he plays, that's a, it's going to impact everything all around the board. But I'm not really looking at Jimmy. I'm not really looking at Bam in this matchup either. It's just going to be these ancillary options with Caleb Martin. Uh, if we see Butler sits, Gabe Vincent, no matter what. And I never mind Tyler Hero, but the price tag is now up to 7K. So we could proceed with caution, but talking about a guy that's put up back-to-back games with at least 40, 60K points, Butler was out of that last one. It was a little abnormal. Went to the free throw line 10 times, nailed all 10 of them. That doesn't happen every single day for Tyler Hero. I, w- I would expect that to come back down to earth. But for what he made up for in the free throw department, he lacked in the three-point department with uh, one of five shooting from deep. So that will probably right the ship as well. So I don't mind uh, Tyler Hero at 7K, but we've already talked about several guard options in the first only two games that we've talked about. Uh, so he's by no means a must play. I think Gabe Vincent will probably be the guy I get the most exposure to. Third game of the night, Orlando Magic traveling to Memphis, taking on the Grizzlies for the Grizzlies. Dylan Brooks remains out. He has progressed to three-on-three activity, but he is nowhere near playing, it seems. John Conchar is available. Uh, Kyle Anderson is questionable. And then for the Magic, Paul Ball, Wendell Carter Jr., Jonathan Isaac, Jay, uh, are all rolled out. Jalen Suggs is questionable dealing with a right ankle sprain. To Vegas we go. That'd be nice, wouldn't it, if we all took a nice little trip to Vegas. Uh, as of, At the moment, it is a wide margin of a spread, 15, half, 15 and a half points being favored to the Grizzlies. Uh, and then the Magic Grizzlies game, 231 game total. We'll start off here with Orlando. We're going to have some chalk mid-tier play. Looking at our man Chuma Okiki at 5,100, knowing that Wendell Carter Jr. has already been rolled out. We'll go right to the well with this guy. There's no issues there. He has dual eligibility at small forward and power forward. Played 30 minutes in the last one. Put up 30 DK points with a double-double, 10, bo- uh, 10 points, 11 boards. Only 4 10 shooting, and surprisingly only one steal for a guy that is averaging about 1.5 steals in limited minutes this season already. He should have no problem racking him up here. So absolutely in play for me. I will be looking that way. If we happen to see that Jalen Suggs is ruled out, I have no issues going to Gary Harris at 3,400 for a value play. Played thir- uh, 27 minutes in that last one. Put up 19 DK points, which pays off that $3,400 price tag. I'd expect a couple more. Again, I don't expect them to just run out faults for big minutes just yet. He's only played a few games, and the most he's played was 16 minutes in that first game. So he'd probably be looking at anywhere between 16 and 20 minutes tops leaving the rest for Gary Harris and kind of R.J. Hampton. But I imagine if the game somehow stays with intact, uh, it will be Harris getting the majority of them. I think Hampton comes in as a pivot just because when the game gets out of hand, you know he's going to play a little bit of every position, whether it's shooting guard and point guard. He'll get time at both of those. For the most part, though, I will be looking at Okiki as my top player. And I wouldn't fault you if I wanted to go to Franz, another guy that will get increased usage uh, and increased minutes, obviously, with no Wendell Carter. But Okiki will be the chalk 
Don't think I'll necessarily be going to Mobamba this matchup. He's in play for sure. I had plenty of shares of him against Indiana in both those games, and it paid off well getting when he got 40 and 33 and a half. But he was back down to 25 minutes in that last one. Minutes could fluctuate with Wendell Carter most likely sitting in this one. He should see pretty comparable minutes, but it's a tough matchup. And with other centers in, op- in line to play and be solid options, I don't necessarily know if we're going to go there. On the Memphis side of the ball, it's tough. It's tough because this game can easily get out of hand very, very easily. I mean, Vegas is predicting a 15.5 point spread. It's one of the larger spreads that we've seen all season long. John Moran coming in at 10-4. I prefer DeJounte over him. I'll prefer somebody else that we'll get to later on. But I don't mind looking at Jaron Jackson Jr. in Desmond Bain. Jaron Jackson at 6,100 is just way too cheap. It's just that simple. And the game gets out of hand. Obviously, his minutes are going to be limited. But he put up 33 DK points and only 28 minutes on this team earlier in the season. 6,100, I have no issues taking stabs there. We know Desmond Bain's floor and upside always remain around that 28 to 30-point 30 uh, 30 mark. So you can look at Desmond Bain. But if I have the 5,800, I'm going to try to find the extra $300 and go to Jaron Jackson Jr. Those are really the only two guys I'm looking at. Anthony Melton would come into play, I guess, if the game gets out of hand and he ends up playing 20 or more minutes because of the blowout. But that's it. I'm not really gravitating towards uh, this Memphis side all too, too much. Fourth game of the night, Portland Trailblazers traveling to Minnesota. Taking on the Timberwolves. Minnesota on the second half of a back-to-back. Portland missing about 90% of their team here. Eric Bledsoe, Josh Hart, Joe Ingles, Damian Lillard, Nasir Little, Didi Luizada, Yusuf Nurkic, Justice Winslow, all ruled out. Brandon Williams is probable. Two, the game total, 232.5 game total here. Minnesota being favored by 13 points. So, two blowouts lined up back-to-back here. Uh, looking at some of these plays here. It's it's never a comfortable feeling. I mean, Anthony Simons at 8K should be getting all the usage you can handle in the world. But with that being said, he's going against a tough backcourt matchup with D'Angelo Russell and Patrick Beverly. Not one I want to target when you're paying a premium of 8K. If anything, it's going to be the cheap ancillary options here and probably call it a day. Uh, I like Ben McLemore at 3,300. I think he comes in here as a solid value play. He should see increased run with knowing that Josh Hart is out. They're not going to need somebody... It's going to be Ellaby, it's going to be Ben McLemore, and it's most likely going to be Simons handling most of the backcourt minutes. Uh, give me the $3,300 Ben McLemore there. I think that's a fantastic value play that I have no issues going to the well with. And then we got to figure out, do they end up playing Ellaby at the at the four? It's going to be tough to do with Josh Hart sitting out. So I imagine he plays at the three, and that should open up some four minutes for a guy like Greg Brown at 3900 So those will be the two guys I'm the most interested in. It's going to be Greg Brown, and it is going to be Ben McLemore. And with that being said, if we're going to get a decent amount of Greg Brown at the four minutes. We should see the majority of Drew Eubanks and uh, Trendon Watford playing the five. And Trendon Watford played 30 minutes in that last game. That was a blowout. This one could very likely be a blowout as well. And if that's the case, we should see solid run from him. So sign me up there. On the Minnesota side of the ball, if I'm not interested in any high-hitting studs over there in Portland, I'm probably not spending up on anybody like Carl Anthony Towns or D'Angelo Russell here. Don't get me wrong. It's an absolutely fantastic matchup. We also need to keep an eye on Anthony Edwards here. He set up the last two games. He's questionable coming into today's game. So with it being such a wide margin to spread, I don't see the reason why they would rush him back, in which that case we'll see Jaden uh, McDaniels draw another start most likely. Uh, 4,100, he's certainly in play. And then Torian Prince will probably split the minutes with him at 3,500. He'd be in play too. Those would be the main guys I have the most focus on. Uh, Malik Beasley is getting down to a price tag now of 3,200. Again, if we see that there's no Anthony Edwards, he should see his minutes rise from that 17 to 18 range to the low 20s range, and he'd be in play for me. So really just looking to capitalize on all the people that are going to be filling in for the minutes of Anthony Edwards. 
Final game of the night, Golden State Warriors traveling to L.A., taking on the Lakers here. To the injury report for Golden State, Draymond Green, Andre Iguodala, Gary Payton the second, and James Wiseman have all been ruled out. And the Lakers, Anthony Davis, Mason Jones, Kendrick Nunn remain out. Taylor Horton, Tucker, LeBron are both questionable. Avery Bradley's probable. I mean, LeBron's questionable every single game. So do we really consider it questionable? Nah, not really. Warriors are being favored by five and a half points. No surprise there. The Lakers stink at 224 and a half game total. We'll start off here at Golden State. Steph Curry, absolutely in play. I think I preferred DeJounte Murray over him ever so slightly. Very, very close. But the reason why I think I play more DeJounte is because I can still get exposure to other options on this team, like Clay Thompson at 6,500. Uh, I do like Clay here. He has the dual eligibility at shooting guard and small forward. The minutes, if the game stays close, should be closer to 30 than that 25 mark that we saw against Portland where it got absolutely blown out. Uh, he put up his second best game of the season against this team earlier, 41.3 DK points, shot 12 to 22 there, nailed five of his nine three-point attempts, and he only had five boards, so no other ancillary stats were involved, no steals, no blocks, no assists. That's very unlike him. This is a matchup where I can easily see another 35 to 40 DK points, so sign me up for some clay. That's probably really it. I think Otto Porter Jr. could come into play here as well. Uh, I don't know if they're going to trust Kaminga getting in the boatload of minutes going against a guy like LeBron. At 3,800, you could look at Otto Porter Jr., but I think we have better value play in other spots. For the Lakers, LeBron is my top spend-up. There's no doubt about it. 11-2. Uh, it's a pricey price tag. Pricey price tag sounds terrible, but he's averaging almost 60 DK points in two matchups already against the Golden State Warriors this season. They... <laughs> If anyone's going to be able to write the ship for this team, it's got to be him. It starts and ends with LeBron James. You know, obviously Malik Bunk, I think, is a rock-solid play at 5K as he continues to play close to 30 minutes. Uh, they're going to need his usage. They're going to need his scoring as well. But it's going to start and end with LeBron. Those are probably the only two options I'm really looking at on this team. Don't fall into the trap of that DJ Augustine signing. Uh, he played 22 minutes in his first game with him, but not somebody I'm ever really interested in. If you need a bottom-of-the-barrel dumpster dive, I prefer one of those guys in Portland. Uh, that's probably it. Maybe maybe LaMelo at 51. Uh, LaMelo. Mello. Uh, but I, I don't think it's a must play. I think I prefer Monk ever so slightly. And now we will go to the player tier segment. So top two spend-ups. I'll be looking at LeBron. Like I just said, coming off that, 3,200. And I'll be looking at LaMelo Ball, 8,500. I think both those guys absolutely rock solid. And then two of the mid-tier, Clay Thompson at 65. I just talked about that scenario. I think that you can go with him or Steph, depending on how you want to construct your lineup and which way you want to go with that. But I think, you know, that's probably the way I'll go is spending up on LeBron and then maybe getting some LaMelo ball and playing Clay as my exposure to run it back against LeBron. Uh, and then Chumo Kiki at 5,100. It's hard to ignore the chalk over there. He's an absolutely fantastic play. Value. They got tons of it. Uh, we'll go back to that Portland game. I think that looking at Ben McLemore, 3,300, he's going to have to play a substantial role tonight. I think they're going to play more of LB at the three, and they'll probably play more McLemore at the two. Keep your eye on that starting lineup. We might not have it, though. Uh, it is an hour after the first game tips off, but absolutely solid value play to look at. And then for the other one, definitely a few different options that we can go with here. I'll go back to the Wells Gabe Vincent at 4,900. Feels like he's more of a mid-tier value play, but he's, uh, he's $100 underneath that threshold. So in our book, considered a value play but i do think that a lot of people kind of game game log watch and fade away from that one not me i have no issues going back to the well there so sign me up for some gabe vincent now we'll go to our thrive fantasy picks of the night where i'll give out two of these guys so uh definitely some decent options that we could choose from on this slate now where do you want to go plenty of spots but i'll go with uh i'm gonna go with a little risky one here clay thompson over 
19 and a half points. That would give us 110. I like that one. I think that he is. A, if there's a matchup, he's going to hit it. It's going to be in this one. And then I also am pretty interested in the, I was going to say one of these grizzly ones, but there's a decent chance the game gets out of hand. So I don't feel crazy comfortable about those grizzly ones. So if anything, I'm going to take the under on John Morant's points and rebounds at 38 and a half. Give me the under 105. And that's it. So as always, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for joining me on this wonderful Saturday morning. Give us a five-star thumbs up, subscribe, rate, review, wherever you're listening. Greatly appreciated. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Don't forget to use that promo code ETHOS when you sign up over there at Thrive. And then tune in tomorrow morning. It'll be Harris breaking down that Sunday card for you guys bright and early. And then we'll be both jumping back on and handling the Monday night one uh, right after that. So, as always, take care. And let's go take down a tournament. Every day, we rise. Challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.